When I was running a youth lacrosse program back in the mid-2000s, we would always schedule Westport. Westport's a phenomenal town in Connecticut with a, an amazing tax base and beaches and great stores and restaurants and a heck of a high school, Staples High School. But when we were playing lacrosse against the Westport Youth Program, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, it just wasn't anything special. They were okay. But I had a feeling that a bunch of their better athletes were not in the program. Maybe they were playing elsewhere. Maybe they were lifting weights to get ready for football because the school has an amazing history as a football program. But regardless of the reason, they weren't playing lacrosse. And then things changed. The youth program got better, the players got better, the high school got better. And the world, at least the Connecticut lacrosse world, got put on notice that Staples High School was going to be a force to reckon with for the Darien's and New Canaan's and Ridgefield's of the world. And certainly for the other programs that had come along a similar path, whether that was Weston or Glastonbury or Newtown or anybody really who was trying to vault into the upper echelon of what has become a very crowded Connecticut high school lacrosse platform. I'm Woody Thompson, and welcome to another edition of Lax's Life. In 2019, Will Koshansky took over as the head coach at Staples High School. Following a successful career as an assistant coach in New Canaan, a playing career that included stints with the MLL Rochester Rattlers, and as a University of Pennsylvania Quaker, Will Koshansky seemed primed to take over one of the burgeoning and upcoming programs in the state of Connecticut. Unfortunately, the 2020 season is yet to come to fruition and very well may likely never see the light of day. But that doesn't blunt the efforts and the enthusiasm of their head coach, Will Koshansky. And Will Koshansky is our guest today on Lax's Life. Will, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Will, uh, first of all, what we like to do is start off by just, uh, you know, in this in this weird time, making sure that you're doing okay and your family and uh, everybody's safe and healthy. So want to wish you the best uh, in that vein. I appreciate that to you and, uh, and yours as well. Well, look, we'll, we'll go back a little bit over your history. Um, obviously, um, very successful high school career on Long Island at St. Anthony's, uh, playing for the Friars. Uh, and then uh, at the University of Pennsylvania as a Quaker. I don't know that those two things go together, but I'll, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> um, and then a little time uh, in what I really consider to be one of the great lacrosse towns in this country, and that's Rochester, New York, when you played uh, in the MLL for the Rattlers, right? Yes, I did. I had uh, five years. Um, I was with the Rattlers up in, you know, flying up to Rochester every other weekend. <laughs> It is. It's a great lacrosse town. I, I, I have fond memories and, and a college roommate from Irondequoy that uh, was a very good player. And I always I always uh, love talking to Rochester people about lacrosse. And then um, an assistant coach at New Canaan High School, um, obviously super successful uh, run there with just some amazing talent that flows through that program. And um your first season at the helm of the Staples Wreckers was 2019. And, you know, we're going to talk about the Staples program and the Westport Youth Program and the kind of evolution uh, that's taken place there. But why don't you take us through a little bit uh, about how 
the Staples job presented itself to you, what your thoughts were there and uh, and what it's really been like to to get into a program that has uh, come so far and has probably such high expectations of competitiveness. Yeah, you know, um, I was very fortunate uh, to connect with Chip Buzzio, the head coach over at New Canaan. Um, right when I got out of college and, and moved to Connecticut and he got the head coaching position there. So, um, you know, coaching in New Canaan with, with Chip and, and learning from him and, and from a great program like New Canaan, um, you know, I was in a really, really fortunate situation there. And, you know, after probably four or five seasons of, of being an assistant coach there, you know, I kind of knew that my ultimate goal was to become a head coach at, you know, a top tier FCAC program. And so, uh, at that point, I, I kind of started looking and started thinking about what kind of a program and, and what, where I would want to be next and what my next step was going to be. Um, you know, Coach McNulty actually was a guy I considered a, a mentor of mine while I was, you know, an assistant coach at New Canaan also. Um, you know, he actually was a coach at Wilton when I was in high school at St. Anthony's, um, and we would play Wilton every year. So the first year I was coaching against Coach Mack uh, when I was at New Canaan, uh, he came up to me and we introduced, I introduced myself to him and he remembered, you know, that I had scored a goal as a, as a defenseman scored a, actually as a game winning goal. Um, my, I think it was my senior year um, against Wilson. So he had, he knew who I was and brought that play up and that game up. And, you know, kind of ever since then, coach Mack was, um, you know, a guy who always reached out to me and connected with me and was willing to answer any questions I had and, you know, kind of help, help show me the ropes, um, you know, along with Chip. Um, and so kind of looking at, you know, programs in the area and, you know, knowing that coach Mack was, um, you know, had, had been coaching for such a long time and, um, you know, not knowing what his kind of his next steps were, you know, I was like always looking at Staples as kind of a program that in the next couple of years, you know, that position might open up and that that would be an opportunity to me that, you know, made sense to leave New Canaan and to, to go to Westport, to go to Staples, um, because I, I always felt that the program was, was always one of the tougher teams to go against um, in, in the couple of years I had been coaching in New Canaan. And, you know, I also thought that there was a ton of potential and, and a lot of room for growth with a strong youth program and, you know, and being a larger town and, um, you know, that kind of high-level involvement uh, from the youth players. Yeah, you know, it, it always wasn't that way uh, in Westport. Uh, the, the youth program back in the kind of mid, early to mid-2000s was a little bit uh, lacking, shall we say, compared to the other down-county schools here in Connecticut. I think, um, you know, the same probably was, was the case where, where Staples was on, the, on that FCAC ladder. And, you know, things changed um, around probably the end of, I want to say, like 2008, 2009. Um, no one's ever doubted the athletic talent and the, the, the capability of that school to produce athletes. Phenomenal history in soccer. Basketball team has always been competitive. And, uh, you know, girls sports have always been really great as well. But lacrosse just never seemed to really take root. And then the youth program swung around and kids started buying into it. What, what have you seen? Uh, and granted, you've only been there, you know, for, for what is a full season at this point. But what have you seen in terms of that connection to the Westport youth program that's so important to delivering a, a quality high school program? Yeah, I would say, you know, the, the first thing that stands out to me is, is how much the leaders of the youth program care. Um, you know, first they care about the kids and, and secondly, they care about creating a passion for the sport. And I think we've got great leadership, you know, not only our, our president, Dan Clark, um, you know, of the PAL youth program, but 
all of the the members of the board and, and you know even some parents and grade reps and and you know people like that i think the leadership in the youth program right now is incredibly strong and i think um very focused right very focused on um you know number one like i said creating that passion for the sport and number two is is teaching our kids you know um what it takes to get to the next level and and not only energizing them and having a great time but really teaching them the, the fundamental skills um, you know, all the way up the youth program. Um, you know, I think our participation is, is pretty darn good. Um, I think we've got a lot of kids in, in town playing the sport, excited about the sport. Um, you know, and, and for me at the high school, that was, you know, one of the big things I focused on in, in my um, interview process was how important it was to me that the high school and youth programs were connected. Um, and, you know, in town, it's, it's kind of unique. There's, there's a few towns, um, you know, around the state like this, but our, you know, our youth program is Westport Youth Lacrosse and our high school is Staples. So we've got, you know, two different logos and two different emblems and two different names. But, you know, it was important for me to, um, you know, connect our two programs. So one of the things that we do is um, our high school coaches, I think we have, we're set to have 10 coaches on staff this year from freshman JV and varsity. And I think eight of 10, you know, we're, we're set to coach a youth team this spring, right? And so that was one of the big things for us. And and we also get our high school boys involved with going down to practices and going to skills nights and, and things like that, um, you know, to make sure that, that, that we're connected, not only, you know, in, in word, but that our coaches are connected to the youth program and our high school players are connected to the youth program. So is that just simply a culture and kind of a spirit or is there a system, uh, you know, an approach to offense and defense and fundamentals that, that you and your guys have instilled in the youth program so kids come to high school prepared for what amounts to be the staples way of playing lacrosse yeah you know i think it's uh it's a work in progress you know i think it's it's a it's definitely a little bit of both right of um you know creating that culture and that uh family and that um you know belief and excitement about being part of something bigger than just your fifth grade team or your eighth grade team right there's a lot more to it than just that team um, but also at the same time you know, we started last year, we kind of focused on the, the seventh and eighth grade level to say, okay, here's what we want to get, you know, what these guys need to know when they come in as freshmen. So let's get them on kind of a plan. Um, you know, now we can definitely elaborate on it and, and detail it out a little bit more than we did last year, but that's the, you know, that's the future, right? That's where we're growing is to, um, you know, create more and more opportunities for our youth players to learn from our high school coaches and to learn from our high school players and to learn how we do things at Staples. Um, you know, I, I look at our freshman class right now, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of kids. I think we had 28 or, or 30, you know, right around there, freshmen coming in. And, you know, I think those guys are excited and ready for high school across. I was, I was, you know, really looking forward to see what that class was going to do. Um, you know, they were, they were coached up for, a couple of years by Steve Anderson, our, one of our assistant coaches, our offensive coordinator in the youth program. And, you know, I was just excited to see what, what their experience in the youth program, how that translated to them this year, um, you know, as freshmen. It is tough stuff. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, here we are, it's 2020 and, and pretty much we know that the season is, is what we've been referring to as the lost season, but talk a little bit about the guys who are going to be leaving the program uh, your some of your you know key seniors and you know where they might be headed and and what you kind of expected from I mean I don't know how many seniors you had so we've we've only got about another ten minutes but take all the time <laughs> you need I mean these you know these are guys that we're going to contribute to a very competitive squad uh, that the Rakers the Wreckers excuse me we're going to put on the field uh, this year so talk a little bit about your seniors. 
yeah, you know, I think we were set to have a, have a great season. And, uh, you know, we were talking about shocking people. That was kind of our mindset heading into the year. And, and these seniors, you know, they, they built that mindset. They built that, um, you know, that standard in all, all of our off-season workouts and lifts and runs and all the stuff that they were doing. And, um, you know, the way that these seniors have cared for the juniors, the sophomores, and the freshmen, you know, even though, you know, it looks like the season's not going to happen. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of wins in the future of this program that are because of these guys. And, and we've got eight seniors and, um, you know, our, our captains, uh, our Pat Sequera, he's an attackman. He's headed off to Bucknell. Um, you know, he was set to be, uh, you know, I would say all FCAC, all state, potentially all American this year. Um, he would have been, you know, four time all FCAC player. Um, and, you know, another attackman is Kyle Hines, another captain for us, um, you know, he's he's a guy who was kind of the, the quarterback leader of our offense last year, um, led the team in points. Um, you know, two, those two guys, we were really excited for what they were going to do at attack. Um, you know, and, and really we felt like our offense, you know, last year we were very defensive-minded and defensive-heavy. Um, and this year we were we felt like we were ready to explode on offense and, and we were going to be led by those two guys. Um, you know, we were anticipating our, our senior captain, Ben Howard, to be our starting goalie this year. Um, you know, he's headed off to Lafayette, um, and he's going to play there. So, you know, we've got a couple guys going T1. Um, you know, I think Ben was, was just ready to step into the net this year. And, you know, he did everything right off the field and as a leader and, and was looking great in the, the winter stuff, um, and in, in the preseason. So I was excited to see what, what Ben was going to do. And this was, you know, he was a guy who was our, our second goalie last year. And this was his, you know, his season to, to be the man and, and uh, be the starter for us. And, you know, I think he's he's done a great job of kind of shifting that from being the guy that makes you know 20 saves a game, and that's how he impacts our program to being one of the best leaders we've we've had. Um, you know, in, in my time of two years, and, and you know, one of the best leaders I've seen in my you know eight years, ten years of coaching, um, whether it's you know high school or club or youth lacrosse. Um, you know, we've also got Max Ionone. He's uh, another one of our captains. Uh, he was a long stick maybe for us last year. You know, we're just going to see where, where he wound up this year, either at defense or at LSM. Um, you know, he's a kid he's going to go off the bounce and play lacrosse there, play D3. Um, you know, he's a, a special kid, a, a hard, probably the hardest working kid I, I've been around as a coach. And, you know, a lot of coaches will probably throw that around. But for, for real, this kid, um, he outworks everybody on a daily basis. And awesome. you know, he's the kind of kid that – yeah, he's the kind of kid that when he's in the weight room – and everybody, you know, we finish up the, the team workout, you know, and, and he wants to stay in there and do more. And, like, I, I got to close the weight room. I can't, I can't squeeze it open because I got to go. Um, he's always looking to do more. And, you know, I think he's going to have a, a great career at Babson. And, I, you know, I'm really excited for him. Um, you know, academically, I think it's a great place for him. He's yeah. a, a total entrepreneur and, and a hands-on guy, and I think he'll do a great job there. Um, you know, and outside of those guys, we've got a couple guys that were – on the JV team last year as juniors, but I think all of them were, were set to step up and, and have impact this year and, um, you know, find their roles on, on the team this year. And that's um, Paul Wang, uh, Jack Lev, who, you know, honestly has, has stepped up and, and has been one of our best leaders through the, the springtime while we're managing this kind of unknown, uncertain, you know, outcome with all our, our online learning we've been doing and our, our, um, We've done some small group meetings and, and asked our seniors to step up and lead, and he's done a great job of that. Uh, we've got Michael Lucas and, and Jake Navarro are two midfielders that you know were, were guys that were potential two-way players for us, and you know definitely good impact on the defensive end and, and push some offense and transition. So, you know, those are our eight seniors, and you know I feel really bad for those guys because of, of how hard they've worked. And we talked in the fall and the winter about 
how all the hard work was going to wind up with a big reward this spring. And it just, you know, stinks for those guys. But it's, you know, it looks like it's not going to happen. You know, it, it brings new perspective for them on, you know, what, what life can throw at you and, uh, you know, whether or not there are guys who go on to play, you know, four years in college. Certainly a lot of the guys that you mentioned that have plans to do so, all of them are going to not just good lacrosse schools, but great schools as well. And the, the opportunities to play club, uh, both in school and in summer and stay with the game and be a part of the game will always be there for them. And, you know, with, with time and perspective, you know, as disappointing as it is to lose that senior year in high school, it's something, you know, that down the road may teach them, you know, uh, about the importance of understanding how to deal with disappointment and, and moving on. It's a bit of a glass uh, half full approach, but I think, you know, the challenge for them is really going to be to move on to this next phase uh, without looking back uh, in too much, too much disappointment. Yep. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's easy for me to say it, you know, that it's a, it's a great learning opportunity, but it is, it, it is, you know, a, a something that happens, um, you know, dealing with disappointment, dealing with something not going your way. And, you know, one of the, the big uh, philosophies we have, and we, we focus on it all the time is controlling what we can control. And, you know, unfortunately this is something that's out of our control and, the only thing that we have power over is, is how we react to it. And, you know, I think, I think our seniors uh, this spring have done a fabulous job of that. And, you know, that the message I gave to last year's seniors as they were graduating was, you know, the championships we win in the future, since we didn't win one last year, those championships are going to be built off of, of what you guys did. And, you know, the same message will, will be true to these seniors, even though, again, we didn't, you know, have any wins and losses this year or championships this year. Um, you know, I truly believe that, you know, those guys have now set a higher standard for what our off-season program looks like and for what it means to be part of our family and, and part of our brotherhood that we have. Um, you know, I think those guys, you know, we talked yesterday as, as, a, as a group, we were just checking in on our guys class by class and we started with the seniors and, you know, those guys were committed and, and what they wanted to talk about was, you know, how their legacy could live on and what their focus is going to be for the next month, you know, until the school year ends of, of how, they're going to impact the younger guys. And, you know, the, the seniors came up with an idea themselves about reaching out to the younger guys and maybe a guy that they don't talk to all the time, but making that freshman know, you know, how important he is to the program or making that junior, you know, understand what his role is going to be next year. Um, and, you know, how impactful those guys can be in the future. And, and, you know, those guys are, have told me that they're committed to that, which is, you know, again, it's just a, um, an unbelievable, um, you know, thing for them to do in such a difficult time. Yeah, you know, I think back, my nephew uh, played at Quinnipiac back in the mid, early 2000s. And when things weren't going exactly the way he wanted, he thought about bailing out on the team and, and stopping, you know, his lacrosse career. And I, I appealed to him by saying that you rarely get, you rarely will get another chance to be a part of something like a, a real team through your school um, certainly in the professional ranks, but that's a very limited number of people. And, and I think it woke him up a little bit to the idea that you are part of something. And as you go through life, um, you know, unless you are a coach or run a program, as you get older, it's very rare to really feel that. And it, it, the culture that you're building there uh, that makes people feel like they're part of Staples lacrosse, I think, is really important um, 
to the continued success of the program and, and just, you know, kind of connecting people to it and making sure that those guys forever, you know, feel like they've shared something. That may be a little soapbox uh, <laughs> from me, but I think but it's really important. I, I completely agree with you, you know, and, and honestly, it's, that's why I'm a coach is because, um, you know, I've, I've always wanted to be part of that, right. To be, to be part of a team and to work with a group to try and do something that's, a lot bigger than yourself. And that's, to me, is, is why I got into coaching with that. I, I essentially never wanted to be outside of a locker room, right, and not part of a locker room. And, um, you know, it is, it is special, and, and it is a, you know, a great opportunity, and it's something that's pretty unique when you, you get out into the real world. The other thing that strikes me for these guys, uh, I, I interview for my business, I interview a lot of young people, and I counsel a lot of young people on how to interview and, and what to do in interviews. And one of the things I always say is that you need a story, you know, you need something more than a resume and, you know, the answer to the question, if you could be a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Um, and I always talk about the story. And, you know, as disappointing as it is today for some of these guys, um, they're going to be able to use this experience and tell the story of the season that they missed because of this crazy pandemic and talk about how that changed their perspective and that kind of altered their way of thinking about their future and what they wanted to do or I mean there's just so much that comes after this for them uh, that I hope you know that the the disappointment and the frustration fades quickly for these guys and, the, and they can look ahead yeah you know I, I think um, you know one of the things that I've, I've kind of always believed is that things happen for a reason and you know a lot of times and this is the message I, I give our guys you know, rather, rather frequently is, you know, a lot of times you go through something and in the moment and in the, in the situation, you don't really know why, like, why is this happening? Like, I can't believe that this happened. This is the worst. I'm so disappointed. I'm, I'm upset about this. And in the moment, you know, it, it, it's awful, but once you get through it and you get past it and you have that chance to look back on it, you realize that, you know, there was something bigger. There was another reason there was, you know, a, a big takeaway, from that experience and you know and it doesn't really help to get through um you know those, those tough times but just you know it's something i, I believe in and, and something i've experienced myself and, and disappointment and you know things like that um you know it is it is tough to, to give that as the message to the guys as they're going through it but you know I, I do think that it is is true and it's something that these guys will realize down, down the road all right now it's time for a, a little bit of fun and um maybe maybe it's just frustrating it's not fun but as you looked at the FCAC in 2020 um, and in Class L, where Staples plays, uh, what were your thoughts coming into the season? Uh, who were going to be your main uh, rivals, your hurdles, uh, and and who was going to prevail at the end uh, of the of the road there? Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, I thought um, I thought we really had a, a good opportunity to you know to shock some people this year. You know, I think. You know, every year you gotta you gotta start with Darian. Um, they earn that right and that respect uh, from all the the winning they've done. So, you know, obviously anybody's gonna win the FCAC or um, you know Class L state championship. It's it's probably going through them. Um, you know, but I, I did feel like our our senior class was ready to step up in in their roles, and um, we've got a bunch of juniors and, and sophomores even. Um, you know, we had four freshmen on varsity last year. And, you know, even, even a bunch more of the sophomores this year were, were ready to step up. And, you know, I think it was an exciting year for us. Um, you know, I think we would have for sure competed 
um, in the FCX and, and, you know, competed in states. Um, you know, I think it was, it was something we were capable of. You know, I think, uh, you know, Ridgefield was another team I think that was going to be very strong this year. I think they're seniors. Um, they've got a, you know, similar to us, they've got um, some pretty high level seniors and, and some young guys that, that step up in those roles too. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that's most disappointing is, is looking at our schedule we had this year, um, not only at the varsity level, but at the JD and freshman level. I think it was, you know, I think it might have been the hardest schedule at Staples we've ever had. Um, we, we had a lot of out-of-state games. We were set to play Shamanad uh, at the you know, freshman and JV levels. We were going to play Bergen Catholic at the freshman and JV levels. Um, you know, we were going to go down to Philadelphia and, and play um, – Comstoga uh, at UPenn actually, and we were going to go up to Brown and play uh, Bishop Carradin from New Hampshire. So we, we had, you know, what we worked on for a long, long time to set up as, as you know, a, a great schedule with a lot of tough out of conference opponents to prepare us for FCAC and, and state playoffs. Um, and that's one of the, the other disappointing things is, is not being able to, to play that great schedule that we had set up. Well, listen, there's always tomorrow. Uh, we are looking forward to the future. Uh, with uh, anticipation and optimism. Um, so I, I want to, you know, thank you for your time here today and uh, look forward to watching the progress of the Staples Wreckers uh, in the future, certainly, and, uh, and your career as well. From, from what I've been told and, and what you've shown me today, uh, the program couldn't be in better hands. So thanks for stopping by today, Will. Yeah, I really appreciate those kind words and uh, thanks for taking the time to chat. And thanks to all of you as well for joining us today as we continue to dig deeper into the world of Connecticut high school and youth lacrosse. We hope you'll join us down the road. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy.